So welcome everybody to Creative Development for Problem Solving. Now, my name is Lise LaRue. It is not Lice LaRocks, no matter what it looks like on the screen. I don't know how many people are French Canadian here, but I, it's kind of a difficult name. So what do you think? Do you think creativity is the absolute last thing you think is useful in a pandemic? Now, all of you are muted, so I'd like you to go ahead and start answering in the chat box, if you would. So if you can let me know, do you think creativity development is useful? Yes or no? No. So everyone's going to get their typing skills. Yes. Okay, definitely. Why is it useful? So why do you think it's useful? Suspends rigid thinking for possibility. Exactly. Now, exactly what we're going to do for the next hour and a bit, exactly, to find solutions to new problems. So what we're actually going to be looking at is what exactly is creativity? Because I think a lot of people think it's something else. Um, why is problem solving critical? How you can develop it, especially in the middle of something like a pandemic, and we're just going to practice a couple of very, very easy, quick techniques. Now, the thing is, there is no magic solution or easy method of snapping your fingers and becoming creative with no effort. So the thing is, it does require interaction and effort. Otherwise, it wouldn't be a skill so sought after and prized. So like this session, I'm going to be asking you questions. I'm going to be expecting you to answer, hopefully. Um, you can either wave or we're going to be using the chat box quite a lot for you to enter information. And hopefully you have a piece of paper to the side so you can actually write things down as well. So this is not passive learning at all. This is actually the major requirement in creativity development is that you take part. So I don't care if you have your pajamas on. I don't care if you are, your hair sticking up. I would just love you to actually be able to wave and interact with us when you can on the video. So can everybody use the chat box and wave? So good. I feel so much better when people wave at me. It's very hard to, to wave into space. So the thing is, why am I talking to you about creativity development? I am absolutely nobody special. I am not a creative genius. I wanted desperately to be creative as a child. And when I was three, I decided I wanted to be a writer and an artist when I grew up. Now, I did go to art school and I found out that I actually wasn't very good. Okay, the thing is, I expected these wonderful pictures in my brain to actually come out on paper, and they absolutely didn't. My paintings were pedestrian. I was not creative. So I went into learning and development. I left art. I taught communication, management skills, and other topics. I worked in prisons, worked in cruise ships. I worked in the cabinet office with a high security clearance. They didn't trust me. I don't know why. So they used to have to escort me to the restrooms and actually make sure I wasn't passing secrets to the Russians until my security clearance came through. 
So most recently, I was a director of training and development at a language school in the UK. And, you know, this all sounds kind of impressive, but I'm not going to tell you about the thousands of failures, the 80-hour work week, the health problems where I almost died of stress. And I actually decided to move back to Canada six months ago and start a new life which has changed slightly in the past few months. So the thing that I have learned in the past few years, you know, I gave up thinking I was creative when I was 18. But what I did find in the past several years is that there is a different route to creativity. Um, I have become an author and illustrator of several books. I am an immersive theater playwright, and I have become a wedding officiant and life cycle celebrant who marries people experiencing movement. So in the air, from helicopters, in boats. But the thing is, it wasn't easy. Everybody thinks maybe creativity is very easy, but it's not. So what do you think, everybody? Do you think creativity is a magical, unique ability only awarded to a special few? Go ahead and enter yes or no in the chat box, if you would, no. So no, okay, good. Okay, okay, another no, okay, good. So what do you think creativity is? Can anybody give me any kind of definition? Is it people who come up with ideas? What do you think the definition of creativity is? Any idea? Good, thinking outside the box, exactly trusting in yourself, willingness to risk, making a bad situation into a good outcome. So basically it's being able to connect things. And creativity is really nothing unique, but what it is is whenever people come up to a problem, a situation, is basically to come up with the ability to generate lots and lots of different options. The problem that we have is that we are perfectionists sometimes. We want to come up with the first solution as the best one. So is anyone here a perfectionist? Yes or no, if you could type in in the chat box. Recovered. <laughs> okay, good. A lapsed perfectionist. Okay, that's good. Okay, the thing is, we will never come up with the best solution on the first try. We need to generate masses of different options, and then we have to actually combine or force a connection between unique or unalike objects. So why is it important to be able to do that? Um, we need to be able to come up with different solutions and different ways of doing things. We can't do what we've always done. So I don't know how many of you have been looking at job ads recently, but every single job ad that I've actually looked at in the past few years asks for problem solving, change management, and creativity. And the thing is, to be effective in any business, we must be innovative and we must keep coming up with ideas on how to be better than competitors. Does anybody remember any business that absolutely did not adapt and which is no longer here? Sort of like Blockbuster, yes, exactly. Um, Kodak, do you remember Kodak 
Polaroid, yep. Kodak said there would never be a market for digital photography. What about IBM? Do you remember what the statement was that IBM made embarrassingly in front of the media? I think it was something like there will never ever be more than three computers in the world or something like that. So the thing is, it's true regardless of whatever business you're in, whether you are a French teacher or a wedding officiant, a writer or an engineer, we need to be able to think out of the box, especially in this kind of environment. So problem solving used to be considered a soft skill, um, which is a personal strength as opposed to a hard skill, which is learned through education or training. But it is the one thing so critical so that we're able to adapt, change, or pivot in different directions. So has anyone ever watched that game called Family Feud? Is that something anyone remembers? Family Feud, they asked whether, everyone tell me the one thing you eat at breakfast. And then everyone would say, eggs. And everybody would be really happy and everybody would get points for coming up with the most generic, boring answer. So the fact is we need to get absolutely opposite that because our brains are lazy. Our brains are not creative. They want to go the easy generic route. So anyone here actually go to the gym at all or used to go to the gym before we can't go to the gym? Anyone here exercise on a regular basis? Wave your hand if you exercise every single day. Every day? Oh, well, that's good. Okay, one of you. Anybody here intend to exercise every single day? Okay, breathing is exercise, yes. And I do that very well, <laughs> exactly. So. The thing is, what happens if you go to the gym and you try to lift heavy weights without limbering up? Okay, things fall apart. Okay, things actually rip, things strain. Okay, the thing is, for your brain, it's the same thing. I don't want you to actually rip your brain. So I'm going to actually help you limber up your brain with a couple of very short little exercises. And then I'm going to actually give you some techniques that by the end of the hour, you will actually be able to come up with some solutions. So first of all, where do you think creativity would help you in your life? Is it just for art? Or what other areas might creativity be useful in? Go ahead and put in the chat box, any other area where you might need it? in business, at home, definitely. Okay, what about relationships? Have any of you ever, aging well, yes, dealing with relationships, business, cooking, children. Any one of you ever had a terrible relationship? Or maybe not terrible, but just it went stale. Maybe, maybe you had arguments that you kept on having the same argument again and again. Now, the thing is, it should be that in a relationship that we put the same creativity or effort into the same effort we put in at work. So 
if you want a relationship to be fresh and exciting, then you have to be that kind of person to put in that effort. And that means being creative about how you approach your relationship. So do you have to be born with it? What do you think? Yes or no? Are any of you specifically creative in any areas of your life? Because we may actually be creative in some areas like cooking, for instance. <laughs> okay, Teresa told time and time again, no. Oh, terrible. Gordon, somewhat. Okay, so somewhat, depends. Okay, weaving, yes. So there are some projects and some areas where we are all creative. Okay, so who are the creative geniuses? Can you think of anyone in history who comes up with unusual ideas quite often? Um, Steve Jobs, definitely. Okay, what about anyone else who comes up with Tesla? Okay, anyone else? Bill Gates, yes. What about people like Leonardo da Vinci? He was amazing. He was, he was everything. He, he was a sculptor. He was an architect. He was a scientist. Um, what about Richard Branson? Government leaders attempting to respond well to COVID-19. <laughs> yes, that's true. Voltaire. Exactly. Thomas Edison. Okay, so what do they have in common? What they have is actually oh, parents. <laughs> Good answer. Um, what they have in common is that they come up with unique, innovative ideas, ideas somewhat effortlessly. But the thing is, we don't see the 50 million tries or failures that they actually go through before they get a success. I don't know if anybody knows how many efforts Thomas Edison actually made before he came up with the light bulb. Does anyone know? Anyone remember studying that in history? 100? 1800. Okay, I looked online and I saw, I saw something like 2000 and then someone said 40,000. So I don't know, but basically it, mean, it meant people are persistent. So you try a lot of different things and you don't quit the first time it doesn't work. Okay, it's the same thing with reading. Are babies born knowing how to read? No, people pick it up slower and faster, but the fact is we can all learn to read. So we can all learn to be a little bit more creative. So basically there are lots of ways you can actually try and generate creativity and we're going to be talking about a couple of them. So has anybody ever been in some of those awful brainstorming sessions where some people come up with great ideas and then the other half shoot them down? Yes. Okay, which side are you all on? The creative side, the right brain side, or the left brained one where you're trying to make it work and trying to figure out why things won't work? So Shauna, you come up with lots of ideas and then you're frustrated when people say, no, that'll never work, right? Uh, okay. Okay, Teresa, you've been on both sides. Okay, the thing is, it's really good if you can do both sides, but the problem is that, what do you think the problem is in the meeting? Why is it a problem when everyone's generating ideas and then shooting them down? It's exhausting 
and you stall out. Pessimism. Okay, the people that are coming up with the ideas are frustrated when people say, no, that'll never work. And then the people on the other side are frustrated at the, the fact that nothing is practical. Okay, nothing is absolutely realistic. So basically, this is about the right and the left brain. And the problem is that our brains, does anybody here, are you used to the fact that you have two brains and do they play well together? Okay, marginally. They, the fact is we have to actually use both sides and we do have both sides, but we have to make sure that we let them out separately. Anybody here have dogs or pets that you've had to keep separate to avoid fighting? Or maybe children. Anybody here have children that you had to keep separate? Okay, and that's what we have to do with our left and right brain. Okay, so the first thing we're gonna do is we're going to look at different problem solving steps. So how do you think you normally solve a problem? What kind of steps are there? What do you do when you first think there's something you need help with? What are the steps? So go ahead and type what you think. What is the first thing you need to do? Children, families at family dinners, curiosity, question. Okay, those are good areas. So what is the first thing? You have to come up with the problem. Okay, good. You identify the real problem. Okay. Now, the thing is you must actually come up with the problem, make sure you know what it is, and then figure out whether you have the right question. Like for instance, can everybody please write down in the chat box, what is the problem you have actually come to this session with? And it can be anything. It can be, I want to figure out how to do the shopping without going shopping. Or, so everybody kind of enter one thing that you're gonna work on because I'm gonna give you several exercises to actually work through how you solve that. So I will put one exercise or one example. I have a problem where I make these lovely little origami things for my business. Okay, for the wedding expos I was going to, I had to make 1500 of them. So I spent days making these things and they're actually really well received. But the thing is I became unable to use my hands. So I need to figure out some way of actually making 1500 of them each time I go to a wedding expo without suffering intensely. So the problem is that I need to figure out how to do that. So one question here, okay, what is the question? How aging mother holds independence as holy grail? Okay, so the question for that is how do I, what is the question exactly? How do I deal with it? How do I help her? How do I lessen the impact? So the question is figuring out how to actually reword it possibly. Um, Gordon, how to improve the use of my spare time? 
Okay, from Barrett. How to figure out how to use time well in lockdown. Okay, that was good. Okay, the thing is, the best thing, how do I support your mother during the time when seniors are encouraged to stay home? Okay, exactly. So sometimes what we need to do is to actually reframe the question to figure out how to generate some solutions. Then what we need to do is actually generate a whole lot of options. And then we have to generate more by looking at it from different angles. Then we have to force a connection between some of them that we may not expect to be together. We need to pick one, break it into achievable action items. Then we need to try it. And then we need to evaluate it. So what we're going to do next is we are actually going to do an exercise where we are going to slightly stretch your brain to get used to coming up with multiple options. Now, does everybody have a piece of paper next to them and a pen? Okay, good. So what I'd like you to go ahead and do is you're going to take your pen and you are going to put it down on the piece of paper. You're going to number from one to 10 on the side. And you are actually going to, when I say go, you are going to just write down as many options as you think that currently you think could be a solution for your specific problem. Now, as soon as your pen stops, as soon as you stop being able to think of something, I want you to put an asterisk. Okay, but then you keep on going. You force yourself past the asterisk and you must at the end come up with 10 items. So don't stop, just put anything, whether it's a bad or a silly or a stupid suggestion, but I, you need to have 10 possible solutions. So go ahead and start and I'll give you a couple of minutes. Okay, does everybody have 10? Does everybody have an asterisk or two? Because every time your pen stopped, you needed to put an asterisk. So did anybody pause and actually struggle to get another one? Okay, how many asterisks do people have? One, two, three, two. Two, 
good. Did you keep going? Did you come up with a solution after that? Okay, everybody, if you would, please go ahead and circle your favorite for, for now. We're not gonna worry about whether it's actually a good solution or not. So can everybody please type in what your favorite solution was? And say whether or not it was after or before the asterisk. So Shauna, you're saying that breathe and that was a suggestion. Was it number one or what number was it in the list? Okay, it was five. Okay, four. Okay, pick one day a week per activity. That was your fifth suggestion. Okay, so nobody actually picked the first thing you came up with, right? So basically, this is what happens is we all give up after the first one, generally. So that is why we have to somehow come up with multiples. Now, do you think if I gave you a couple of little techniques that you could come up with maybe 20 more solutions by the end of the next half an hour? Hope so. <laughs> do you think your brain's gonna work that fast? Well, what I'm gonna do is show you a very, very simple technique called the scampered technique. And actually, I lied to you. I've actually created one called the R scampero technique. Has anyone heard of the R scampero technique? That's probably because I made it up myself. Okay, the scamper technique is a very well-known technique for problem solving but the R and the O are things that I've added. So what you're gonna do first is you're going to look at your question. Now, is it a question that's getting the right results? Try and take a look at that question. Because for example, one of the participants who sent me a question ahead of the session said, how can I make my stupid boyfriend listen? Okay, so what do you think? Do you think that was a good, do you think that needs to be reframed maybe? So after we chatted, she reframed that to maybe how can we communicate better so that we have a better relationship? So does your question need to be changed at all? Take a quick look at it and see if you can tweak it. Change the objective, ask for something else. Teresa, you changed yours a little bit, I think from the first time that you brought it up, because at first you were just thinking of the difficult part of the question, right? So I think you changed it slightly the second time around. Does anybody want to reframe their question a little bit differently? What about the COVID question? Is that getting the right objective? I think, Barrett, I think you reframed it slightly as well. So what can I do to support my mom during COVID-19 and beyond? Okay, did anybody change it slightly? Gordon, did you change yours at all or kept it the same? <laughs> 
Okay, so this is the first thing that people have to look at as to whether or not it needs to be changed to a different question. Now what we're going to do is we're going to look at the next way of seeing if we can generate, oh, okay, Gordon, that's good. You've actually said how to enjoy your time better rather than just make better use of it. So that changes maybe the results that you'll get. So the next thing you're going to look at, you're going to be looking at your problem and you're going to be looking at it in seven different areas. So at the moment, substitute. So this thinks about whether you can take part of it and exchange or replace it with something else. So for instance, I have some questions up on the screen. And for instance, on one of your questions, how to make better use of your time so you can enjoy more. What could be replaced in that? Could you maybe replace some of your time with from work to maybe a different place or do something in a different area? Um, where else could you do some of these activities? Um, could you replace some of the processes so that you could enjoy it better? Take a look at your question and see if you can add three more possible solutions by looking at this substitute. And as soon as you can think of one, put it up on the chat box. Divide categories of goals. That's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. So what can you do to support your aging mother? Okay, maybe set aside different days for each activity. That's good. You substitute days. Okay, look for better balance. Okay, reframe the problem. Okay, it's taking pieces of the problem and just seeing if it can be exchanged. Okay, my the person who talked about her boyfriend, she looked at what she could do for this and she said, maybe I could not talk to him before he's watching the football game, substitute it with another. And then her second question was, could she substitute the boyfriend? So I, I suggested that might not be her first option. So maybe she should try something else. Okay, so the next one. Okay, we're gonna look at combine. So is there something in your problem that you could combine two areas or two stages in order to get a better result? Can you merge a couple of the steps? Teresa, is there anything you could join together in your interactions with your mother, for instance? Two things you could do at the same time. Um, combine resources with another person or partner. Um, and mix any components together. Gordon, is there anything you could combine to make it more enjoyable on some of the things that you do together, for instance? So come up with at least three more things that use the combine.
And as soon as you have, have one or two, oh, listen to audiobooks while doing housework. That's a good idea. I think that's one I would, I'm going to take that one. What else? What does everybody else have? Does everybody else have at least one? Move her closer. Teresa, that, that would make things a little bit easier, yeah. And it's good actually that you're coming up with solutions that are the right brain side now instead of working out whether you can't do them yet because that's what you do later. Okay, and Barrett, what do you have for your, have you got anything for combine? Combine two diseases, SARS and COVID. Let's see. Combine activities. Shauna, do you have anything that you have for an idea for combine? Pictures by computer, good idea. Research possible solutions, personal and online resources. Yes, that's good because there are a lot of online resources nowadays. Okay, moving on to the different one on adapt. Is there anything about the problem or the situation that you have that you could adjust slightly or tweak it or you know, not replace it, but just adapt it? Can you improve a process or adjust the way you do something? Can you make something more flexible? So see if you can think of anything that you could just adjust. So see if you can come up with three suggestions for that and the go ahead and write them on the chat box when you have them. Or at least one rather, not all three. One, ask brother to set up Zoom meetings on your computer. Have Zoom meetings. Yep, that's good. That would work. Change up the daily routines. Definitely. Okay, what kind of routines could you change up? But that's a really good idea to sort of start thinking about the things you do every day is maybe try and tweak them a little bit. Okay, so what number are you all at now? Are you coming up to 15? Are you coming up to 20 at this point? 10, five, 200? Go ahead and write the number you're at, 15, good. Keep enjoyment as the main goal, good idea. 14, meals, dog walking, house, garden chores. Yes, exactly. Or maybe combine all of those together. So next one, okay, is modify, minify, or magnify. Trying to think if you could actually expand or contract something in this problem. So changing the process in a way that means more capabilities or solves the problem. Like for instance, Teresa, if you're thinking about how to work with your mother, how to maybe expand the time that you see her or see her less or maybe magnify the resources 
um, trying to think about changing the process in some way about the size or the frequency. If you did something double the amount of time, try and see if you can come up with a suggestion for one of those and write it on the chat box when you have it. Have brother buy property beside me for mother to live in. That makes the proximity, that, that actually changes it. Increase the time for things you rarely get to do. Maybe swap out the time. Yep, that would be good. So see if you can come up with a couple for those. Shauna, do you have anything for that one? Anything that makes it smaller, bigger? Okay, modify. Okay, the next one. Hire someone to do the housekeeping. Great idea. I think I need to hire someone to actually sweep up dog hair. I have a very little dog, but he has a lot of hair. So maybe I need to do that. Use different platform. Good idea. Okay, the next one. We're on the scam. So putting to another use. So taking something current that you use and using it differently. Can you change the, what, the person that actually uses the product or can you put another step into something? Can you use something differently? Like for instance, if I'm trying to think of putting these to another use, maybe I could convince friends to make them for me by saying that if they make 200 of them, it will prove their love and commitment in friendship. So every hundred means a level of commitment. So you can put it to another use, use them as Christmas cards or something. So can you recycle anything in this process? So everyone, can you come up with something for that? And if you would actually enter it in the chat box. Use different platform, more targeted approach. Prepare materials for future projects. Let mom live on terms she professes matter to her. Live and let live. That sounds like it's a good way of looking at it. Okay, looking at the E now, eliminate or elaborate. Now this does not mean you get to el eliminate the people. Okay, so, but this means you can actually eliminate part of the process. Okay, what would happen if you took some of it away? If there's something that drives you mad, why, why don't you take it apart? Maybe what would happen if you didn't even have it? Can you achieve the same output without that part of the project? Do you need this specific part? What about if you had half the resources or time? Can you come up with an idea for eliminate or elaborate. Gordon, you might want to eliminate some of the housework or 
can you achieve the same output, which is an enjoyable part of getting everything done without a certain part of the project? Yeah, do it less often. Yeah, time or eliminate part of it. Good, anybody else have any that actually eliminates a section? Become more efficient, especially on repetitive chores. Yeah, exactly. Put in place emergency or safety plan. That's a good idea. Okay, next one. The reverse or rearrange. This is almost the last one. Okay, and this is actually changing the order or, or reversing the order. What would happen if you actually reversed how you did things? Would it change the output? What if you did it backwards? Would it mess everything up or would it actually help? Can anyone think of a way for your problem you could reverse or rearrange something? And anybody have one you can put on the chat box? Wait for mom to ask. Yeah, that's true. So this going back to front, that might work. Change your morning or evening routine. Yeah. Okay, now the last thing, which is actually my favorite of all of them is actually trying to look at the problem from another perspective. So if you were asking a five-year-old to consider your problem, what do you think the five-year-old would say? Now, for an example, my friend or the other participant who has this difficult relationship, um, she said a child would look at it and say, why don't you just play Xbox together? That was the answer. Or why don't you just say, hey, you're being stupid instead of talking for two hours. So think about what someone totally different would say about your problem. So first, what would a child say about each of your problems? Come up with an answer for that. Do all of you know a five-year-old that you can ask? Stop doing it so much. <laughs> Leave her alone and she'll come home when she wants to. <laughs> exactly. Who cares how long it takes? Yes, exactly. Okay, those five-year-olds are actually pretty smart. Okay, what would a foreign national who doesn't speak English think if you asked them this problem? They have no idea what you're saying. You're trying to like demonstrate by hands. What do you think? Would they view it differently? They might think we're crazy to be so concerned about certain things. What about a, a teacher? What would a teacher think about your problem? Because they are gonna see it from their point of view of having a class, for instance. They have different concerns. So what do you think a teacher would think? <laughs> it's simple, just organize yourself. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 
it's true. Need to be more organized, exactly. What would a fire chief think? Any ideas what a fire chief would think of your problem? You're handing it to him, him or her. You're handing it to him and saying, this is my problem. I need your suggestions. Get it together, sort it out. <laughs> okay, so I would like you actually to go ahead and look at your list. And I'd like you to pick one thing that you think you can break down and do something specific about. So, oh, you need more extinguishers in your house. Yes, that's probably true. Okay, so everybody, if you would pick one suggestion out of the whole list, which is your favorite, and actually, if you would write it down on the chat box, and then break it down onto what you can actually do about that, instead of just saying, I'll make it more organized, say, what exactly will you do to make it more organized? So pick solution number one, that, or pick your favorite, and then think of the solution. So Gordon, the one favorite thing you have is one day a week for each activity that you enjoy. That sounds like it would work. And when would you start that? Okay, Shauna. Breathe, use timer or app to remind yourself. It's very good. Or even one of those Fitbit things that actually reminds you, right? Barrett, too much stuff. Okay, so <laughs> I guess your plan. What are you going to do about too much stuff? <laughs> Get rid of it. Give it to your family members. <laughs> okay, Gordon, you're starting on Monday. Okay, do the research first. Okay, so the thing is actually, okay, another one, Teresa, be patient, it will work itself out, yes. Set up Zoom meetings, okay. Listen, make suggestions and go slow. Okay, so what did you think of the actual problem solving process? You weren't coming up with things that are way different from what you had thought of before. But have any of you looked at it slightly differently now or seen it in a slightly different way? Did it help to give you at least some idea of incrementally how to break it down? Yes, so it makes it feel less of a problem. I think that is the thing is that most people when they are working and working and working and working at a problem is that they end up kind of obsessing about it from one particular point of view. And the thing is, maybe just looking at it from another point of view actually makes it feel less huge. So it feels more unpacked. It's, it's about doing one thing rather than solving the whole thing. Do any of you expect to solve the whole thing immediately? No. But do you think even if it helped you 1%. Would 1% actually feel worth it? Eh. But what if you had 1% in every area and then maybe it kind of added 1% each time? 
is that worth it? Would that improve other areas possibly? So last question really is, do you think you would be able to use any of these problem solving techniques in some way with some of your other questions that you come across in daily life? The inchworm crosses the room inch by inch. So what do you think your next thing will be that you will actually use and try and solve using one of these approaches? And maybe which one is your favorite one out of all of those, adapt or, we'll look at the, I'll put it up back on the screen again. Like to see, which one do you think would be your favorite here that you think gives you child's perspective? Definitely. Okay, my, the person who said her boyfriend was giving, was having problems, she decided to put the language in much more simple language and not try and talk, 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 talk to him, which is what she did before. Okay, so the perspective, reframe, modify, and combine. Yeah, and that can kind of make things less onerous, really. So reversing. Okay, that would be a good one. So do you have any questions? Anybody have any questions about creativity development after this very brief, very basic overview. Any questions about any of the techniques? Do you feel instantly million miles more intelligent now? Okay, you can wave if you feel really, really intelligent. <laughs> okay, I can tell, definitely. So hopefully that is somewhat useful. It's a very basic, it's nothing magical, but it is the way people solve problems. It's just looking at it slightly differently. And like Gordon says, depending on the problem, you can move around the circle and try different ways of approaching it. You don't have to actually look at just one or go in the, the same flow. You can actually just pick a few and it gets you out of your head and actually just looking at a different perspective. So thank you very much for being willing to answer all of my questions and waving to me and hopefully one of them you'll be able to use and it won't have been an hour out of your life. But thank you very much for attending. <laughs>